everyone. This is Triple Play Fantasy, the football show, and we're going to be talking to you about a rookie mock draft review. This is Zach at FF Chupa Batman. I'm your host. I am joined today by the wonderful Brad at Sir Brad League, Joe Pepe, hashtag celebrity, as well as the Doc at Triple A Fantasy. How's everyone doing today? Good, man. I'm good. All I know is that I'm looking at myself right now and I need a haircut, like bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I just went this morning, Joe. Joe this thing is making me this, this is making me Don't look bad. It. This is making me look bad. I might just like sit here with my hands in front of my face. Nah, you're, you're starting to look like you're from Goodfellas. <laughs> <laughs> Are you Italian? Oh, full blooded. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So he, yeah, he literally bleeds sure. marinara. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And I'm almost certain that like somebody in my family is part of like the uh, quote unquote garbage disposal industry. So yeah, we uh we might need you to fix a couple games for us this year. <laughs> Listen, man, you know, I, I will. I just, I'm not allowed to talk to Calvin Ridley anymore because he's on my dynasty yeah. team now, so I can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Speaking of dynasties, we have a a mock draft. We're going to review it for you guys. So this is a rookie mock draft. We did this a week ago. We had a lot of great people from the fantasy football industry in the mocks. So I just want to go through who was in there for you all. So we had Bob Harris of Football Die Hard. We have Kevin Coleman part of football guys john bauer um he is part of i don't remember his team now but he's at the bauer club sorry john bauer dynasty Dynasty, perfect yes thank you we got alfredo brown who's also with football guys now we got gator j jason he's with a few different teams including mine with fantasy and frames we got julia papworth she is with the fantasy footballers and then jack caparuccio i believe he's with sleeper now um, so a lot of great people from the industry and then all of us were in the mock as well. So we are not going to go through the mock pick by pick. Uh, no offense to anybody out there that does that. I appreciate it, but that's not going to help any of you in your leagues because it's not your league. So it's more talking about some strategy, maybe some tendencies we've noticed, um, maybe some things you guys should consider trading who to look for in your, in your mock draft. So this was a 12 team super flex PPR, and it was a two point tight end premium. Those were the settings we went into it. So um, I'm not going to go through every single pick of who picked, who picked, all that kind of stuff. But I'm just going to read off the first round real quick just so everyone kind of knows who we're talking about. So just in order from the first pick, it was Bijan Robinson, Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jameer Gibbs, Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers, Quinton Johnston, Will Levis, Dalton Kincaid, and... Devon A-Chain. So pretty standard first round. So I wanted to kind of kick it off real quick to Eric. Which pick did you think was the best value in that first round, which was pretty standard for most mocks? I'm not even going to say mine by taking um, 
Bryce Young at the 103. I think it's Dal- it's got to be Dalton Kincaid at the 111. So he's going to go to a great offense in Buffalo, a team that selected him in the first round, 25th overall. And if you've been reading reports this offseason, they said they want to decrease Josh Allen's rushing attempts and kind of transform his game and mostly be a pocket passer. When you realize he's had 122 and 124 rushes the last couple seasons, probably those pass attempts go up. And this is a team that's going all in. Brandon Bean has said that too. I think Dawson Knox is a great red zone tight end, but they're lacking that clear number two option behind Diggs. I think Gabe Davis is really boom bust, but I think Dalton Kincaid is going to slide into hopefully an every down roll and a very good offense. And I forgot who got him at the 111, but I think that's great value. Absolutely. I believe it was Julia. And um, uh, actually, it might have been Jack. <laughs> Somebody got him. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was good value. <laughs> Um, so, Brad, I mentioned Bijan Robinson was the 101. He feels like he is pretty much locked in as a 101. Should he be the 101, or is there someone else that could you should consider if you have the first pick? I think he should be the 101 because I love that, you know, pretty much in every draft for 101, you should probably take a running back considering the scarcity value of the position. Um, that's just my personal bias. But I'd say on the occasion that, you know, you're in a dynasty league, um, you got your rookie draft going up and – your weakest position is quarterback. I don't think it's crazy to take Anthony Richardson or Bryce Young at, at that one-on-one spot because they're going to be holding the keys to their organization for a long time. They're going to have weapons, um, and both of them have some rushing upside as well. So um, I, I could I could see a world where you know we're looking at the future, you know Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson type issue, um, and and you know going back, you look at your draft and say, man, I wish I had taken Anthony Richardson. Because I can see, you know, a world where, you know, Tyler Allegier isn't getting, uh, he's not fully relegated to that, that number two backup role and he's splitting time with Bijan and they're splitting Bijan out wide and they don't really have a quarterback. So, you know, I, I could see, I could see a world in where Bijan kind of is a little bit of a dud. Can I yeah, just I was... ask where would you take him in in redraft just for because I see people saying that some people saying he's the 101 in redraft and I just can't get behind that that's, at all. That's crazy to me. That's Mid to end first for me. Yeah, end of first. I, okay. I, I, Even, I, end of first would, was what I was thinking. Like maybe eighth, ninth pick in a 12-team league earliest. I could probably take like five or six, maybe even seven running backs that I prefer to have over Bijan. All right, I'm glad yeah, to I'm, know we're all staying. Yeah, I'm around that. Like you give me the eighth, ninth pick of my redraft, I'm quite okay with yeah. Bijan there. Yeah, I hear yeah. you. Now, the one scenario I wanted to bring up, that's why I asked Brad, is if you are the 101, in theory, you're the worst team in your in your dynasty league unless it got that pick got traded around. I would I would say Bijan's the safe pick. That's probably the one that everybody is going to say you to pick. But Anthony Richardson, huge potential ceiling, a lot of risk because he could also be a dud. But quarterbacks will carry value way longer, especially in a super flex league in dynasty than a running back. So... If you're not going to contend for the next couple of years anyway, because your team's that bad, which it happens, you're rebuilding now, then you may want to consider a quarterback like an Anthony Richardson, where you know he's going to have sustained value if he hits. I mean, at this point, if any of your players, you have to believe that they're going to hit if you're going to draft them. So if he hits, he will carry value for longer than um, Bijan in theory. Yeah. All right. Joe, if you have an early pick, but maybe you want to trade back because you just want to collect some more assets. You you don't really feel like there's a differentiation in value up there. 
what is the furthest pick in the first round that you would be willing to trade back to? I'm probably not going past the ninth pick because in that seven, eight, nine range, you have that Jordan Addison, that Quentin Johnston, Zay Flowers, whichever way you want to put them into the draft. But after that, it kind of it kind of falls off for me. Like I'm not trying to move back to get Will Levis. Like I'm just looking at our draft. I'm as much as I like the Dalton Kincaid setup lineup where he is in Buffalo, all that fun stuff. I it's still a tight end. It just it's not a great position for me. Not like I picked Devin H A in at twelve, and I'm still not excited about that. So once I hit that seven, eight, nine range, I'm good. Otherwise, like put me in the twenty twenty four. I'll skip this pick. I'll get some assets otherwise. But if I'm not in that first nine, I really don't want to be in the first round. So if you're up in the early part of the draft, but maybe you don't really need a quarterback. So Bijan's gone. Maybe Anthony Richards is gone. You're like the third, fourth pick. You don't need one of those quarterbacks, but you are trying to trade with someone that that does need a quarterback. You're looking, like you said, you're trying to go no further back than the eight, nine pick. Cause you feel yeah. like all those wide receivers are pretty interchangeable. I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, for me personally, if there's a quarterback I'm staying like it's super flex, just give me the assets at a very valuable position. But if you want to move back, yeah, I'm not going past eight or nine. That way I, like I get one of the receivers that I feel like are all going to be wide receiver twos for a team. Like, throughout their career. So I'm not, I'm not excited for anybody past that. I know what I got there. No further than nine. And right. to Joe's point too, I'm looking at how our draft went. And I think after the first nine, there's a drop off of people that are immediate impact players that, yeah. you know, will need an injury or will have limited snaps. So I, I totally agree with what he's saying. Perfect. So I'm going to read off the second round real quick before we go to the next one. So, uh, to start off the second round, it was Rashi Rice, um, and that was a mock. Uh, that was a – was it a um, – well, I'm blanking on my words right now. <laughs> the computer picked him. Auto-pick. Auto-pick. I'm like, why am I not using words? <laughs> it was an auto-pick for the first pick. So, Rashi Rice, that, that was a little early for him. Um, and then we have Zach Charbonnet, Tank Bigsby, Kendra Miller, Michael Mayer, Sam Laporta, Josh Downs, Jonathan Mingo, Hendon Hooker, Marvin Mims, Jaden Reed, and Rashawn Johnson to finish off the second round. So with all that, I wanted to go to Eric. Did any player stand out as a reach where they were picked in this mock? Uh, can I go back to the first round and continue Absolutely. the theme last week of pooping on Will Levis? <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I, I don't hate the pick. I hate where he's taken at the 110 because here's the thing right now, Tennessee has Ryan Tannehill. There's rumors are going to release Malik Willis, which makes, or Malik Willis, which makes Will Levis right now third string. But let's just say in a perfect world, Will Levis starts. He might have the worst receiving core of Traylon Burks, Nick Westbrook, Nick Westbrook, Akine, Kyle Phillips, a Conquo tight end. I mean, the Titans seem fully okay with going through a rebuild right now, especially as the Jags, and Colts and Texans seem like they're all improving there. And what we've seen with Tennessee, I mean, they took Malik Willis in the third round and they had him start a couple games. And it seems like they might be pulling the plug on that experiment. And the fact that Levis dropped to the second, I think if it doesn't work out, that they have a quicker hook with that. So I don't think he's the long-term solution in Tennessee. I don't think it's viable that he starts this year. And even if he does, I don't think he has any fantasy relevance because of the team around him. So even in a super flex league, you don't want him in the first round. No. Would you take Hendon uh, Hooker over him? I would take Hendon Hooker over him. 
Because injuries I can wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind a Will Levis or a Hendon Hooker at 112, though, because you know you're not picking again for a while and you're not going to be able to get a quarterback. So, like, if you need one, you got to reach a little bit, but I'm not excited for either of them. So, I, I get where you're going with the Will Levis stuff. Yeah. And, and the thing about Hendon Hooker, like, Jared Goff could get hurt and then he steps in right away and he has a better surrounding team. I think he, that's a better head coach. I mean, the, I think the, so the many people. Really so many people are just expecting Jared Goff to be good again, as if we haven't had years of Jared Goff being mad. True. So, like, it, he could go right back to being average to below average, and Hendon Hooker could be ready by October, November, and they can make a flip. I don't think Hendon Hooker plays this year. I don't think so either, but it, they're a team with expectations. So, like, now, finally, they have expectations. So, if they're, like, 500 mid-season they can't get it going it's kind of like alex smith and colin kaepernick you kind of do like that same setup where you're here's this young guy he can move a little bit better let's put him in let's rejuvenate the offense oh i just i don't think he's gonna be healthy enough i think i think his acl is gonna keep him out for the season not jared goff yeah okay but when you also look at god he's he's under contract this year and under contract next year so there's no, no long-term implications that they're tied to him. Now, I know they talked about having an extension, but that hasn't happened yet. So if Jared Goff does underperform this year, like who's to say that he's going to be the QB of the future for the Lions? Not saying Hooker is, but I think there's a quicker way for him to start. You had something, Brad? Well, no, I, I was just going to say that, you know, I could see a world in where, you know, maybe the Lions go one and four or something, and then it's like, all right, let's see what we have in the hooker kid. But at the same time, like if he's not healthy, if he's not completely 100% ready to go, they're not going to rush it. So I was I was under the impression he was healthy. No, he tore his ACL at the end of the season. So I think they've been, like they've been Joe said, I think, real quick these days. Yeah. I was going to say they're built like tanks anymore. So I don't even know if I can go with that. But they have a pretty decent schedule. Like I'm looking at the schedule to start. We have the Chiefs. That could be an L. The Seahawks. That could be an L. The Falcons. Or their Packers, Panthers. So we could see like a three and two, two and three type start, and I wouldn't be shocked. And I'm, I doubt he would have done his pro day on like 80% if that was the case, because his stats were good enough to put him wherever he went. So I I think he's going to be all right for the season, to be honest. Hendon Hooker tore his ACL November 19th. So that would put him, let's say he started end of September, beginning of October, 11 months, which is still crazy for an ACL tear, but we have seen people that have recovered that quick. I just watched, I just watched Bryce Harper come back in like seven months with his elbow. I don't, I don't believe in injuries anymore. It's in the script. We've all seen the script. (laughs) (laughs) I think my concern with Hooker from a dynasty standpoint is his age. He's going to be 26 this season. Yeah, it's it's still quarterback, though. So it's not like you're not going to get five, six years at that age and still be fine. Half the time, you're not even in the same dynasty league five years from now. <laughs> oh, I understand. I'm just saying that that's that's why yeah. he's in the second round and not oh, going oh, anywhere yeah. near the first. All right. So I'm going to go read through the third round real quick. So this is where it just gets fun, and we're just throwing out dart throws. The odds of you hitting on these players are very, very low. So go after your guy, have some fun. So we're starting off with Luke Musgrave, then Luke uh, Schoonmaker, Jalen Hyatt, Tajay Spears, Cedric Tillman, Chase Brown, Kayshawn Booty, Darnell Washington, Israel Abanaconda, Zach Evans, Deuce Vaughn, and we finish it off with Tucker Craft. So a lot of tight ends 
what in that third round this is a tight end premium league um so joe when is the earliest you would consider drafting a tight end and do you have a rookie tight end one so like i said earlier i don't want to trade back past the nine because i don't really like anything there so that's when i would start thinking about it especially in a tight end premium league now it would probably be dalton kincaid as the one for me but that's a little boring so let's i like sam laporta a lot and he's gonna rival i think for that overall first tight end at the end of this season because i without jmo playing for six games and with that offense, with Jared Goff, who likes the safety net and the safety value of a tight end, I think they were missing that once they got rid of TJ Hawkinson. And I think he's going to get a lot of play throughout the season. So if it wasn't Kincaid, and let's just say somebody got him right before me, I wouldn't be mad. I almost thought about pulling the trigger at 112 and going Sam Laporter, but I got to be honest, I completely forgot it was tight end premium until the second round. So that's why I didn't do it. All right. And. Uh- Brad, did you have any thoughts of any kind of trends you notice, or did anything stand out to you during this mock that you might be able to use in your real leagues? Yeah, but to stick with the tight end position, like I just think people are really overvaluing that spot. Like I know this is a T flex, or a T um, premium lead, but even in that, like the amount of tight ends that are actually worth a damn are <laughs> pretty much like four, and. Yeah. At TE1 for a rookie, it's probably going to be Sam Laporta, and I'm not super stoked on that either. So I I think the Kincaid stuff is really overblown. The Cowboys drafted two tight ends two years ago, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them ahead of the depth chart on Kincaid just because he was drafted in the first round. Doesn't mean he's going to be better. So um, I, I I just really think the tight end spot is, is really overblown this year, and I think you should have the same kind of – valuation on that position as you always would which is basically kelsey and mark andrews and then after that you're kind of just you're making sure you're drafting in the right value yeah and i'm somebody who's going out there right now and if i know like a team wants a tight end and i'm in a position where they might want to like trade into it i'll go get somebody like a gerald everett who now has kelly exactly. Moore, who loved the tight end in that offense like go give me the veteran i don't got to spend up for it we can get something going here and i'll just take something i know is going to work and get me those you know 40 50 catches for four or five touchdowns and just have it there because like you said it's kelsey andrews pitts trash well, yep. Goddard yep. trash because I love Dallas Goddard and I can't say that about him. I mean, look at Pitts. Like we were. Whoa, whoa! Uh, I did not hear George Kittle's name in there. I yeah, did yeah, that George on purpose. Kittle, I did that on purpose. It's because you guys <laughs> won't treat Trey Lance correctly, so you you don't deserve. I mean, that's a George fair. Kittle in there. That's fair, but don't take it out on the <laughs> most exciting tight end in the game. I I have to. You know what it is? He burned me one season, and I can never draft him again. But you know what? It's not his fault that they have him block 70% of plays. He burned me one season with injuries, and I have never forgiven him. I just, I'm not even going to lie. That's fair. No, no, I will That's say, just holding on grudges. From a football standpoint, this is probably a very deep tight end class. But from a fantasy standpoint, we have to remember, as you guys have all said, these guys might not do anything for like three, four maybe even five years. And that's, that's normal for a tight end. So I think it was Keith Cummings was saying it. He's like, let everyone else draft them and then drop them and then pick them up for free in two or three seasons. Um, I was just about to say like, not only is the draft deep for tight end, but the waiver wire is deep. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if Isaiah likely is going to get drafted by anybody. And 
I bet you most weeks he's going to end up with like four catches and 40 yards just because that's the way that offense does things. So I, I people are putting way too much in the tight end this year. Yeah, I'd rather just play matchups as best as I can with dynasty tight ends. Like, give me the Jawan Johnsons, the Gerald Everett's. Give me, like, that level of tight end so I'm not spending up on them. And because it's tight end premium, those five catches are going to mean a little more each game. Like, so I'm just – I don't like to spend my, my hard-earned cash, quote-unquote, on tight ends. Joe, I literally knew you were going to say that. I thought in my mind, I was like, he's going to say his hard-earned money – well, that's because we that's because the first time we ever hung out, I put $20 into a machine, hit 200 something and refused to play the rest of the day. So that's yeah, true. We, we went to Atlantic City. Joe won first time on the machines and it's like, I'm done. Yeah, I refused. <laughs> I wasn't going to do any better than that. So I just like I treat my casino money like I treat my tight ends. Like just just let me let me get a little bit more than what I paid for and I'm good. I like that. I like that. <laughs> that's okay. We all know your harder money is your celebrity appearance fees, but that's okay. Oh, man. No, God. I'm shutting the camera off. <laughs> <laughs> but I did, before we finish off to uh, wrap up the episode, I did want to give a shout out to Underdog Fantasy. Um, if you guys have not been playing Underdog, you're missing out. You have a chance of winning $3 million this year if you are the Best Ball Mania 4 champion. There's even money. Uh, going for the regular season. It's a $15 million prize pool. There's plenty of other tournaments. It's not just football. They got every sport covered. So if you use the promo code TRIPLE, it's on the screen if you're watching, they will match your deposit up to $100 if you're a first-time user. So that's free money. So if you're playing the Best Ball Mania 4, it is a $25 entry fee. So you deposit $100. They'll then match you $100 after you use code TRIPLE. Now you have eight entries into the um bbm4 to try to win three million dollars so we're just trying to help you win some cash so check out underdog fantasy use the code triple all right so doc i just want to get your thoughts of how this rookie this rookie mock draft went for you and any kind of strategies you took from it no i mean i was at the 103 knowing Bijan would go 101 and you would take anthony richardson because you put your love for him on public display so really i knew i was gonna go quarterback early and for i think taking bryce young just the guy that the team invested the most in to trade up for even if he doesn't play right away and then just taking people that i think have the clearest opportunity to playing time but also diversifying the positions i think that's important too is you don't want to just put all of your eggs in one basket that you want to spread out because you never know when injuries are going to hit or players are going to get traded. So it's important that you have depth. Awesome. Well, do you have one more thing, Joe? I know you. No, no. I was just saying I like his point of making sure you have depth. Perfect. So I wanted to thank everyone that was on our mock with us. We'll tag them in the show as well. It was a lot of fun to get to interact with everybody in the, uh, in the chat room there. Um, always a good time, but we will Whoa, be back. Celtics. <laughs> I will hang up right now. Like I will shut this off. I am no, we're not doing that. It's I already know we're going to lose this game. Okay, this is what we did. We had a chance. A chance. We blew it. We do it every time in the second series, and then you guys are going to win in the last minute and break my heart. I'm wearing the shirt for no reason. I'm telling them not to upset me on the screen right here. I am done with the Sixers if they just come out and get annihilated. 
I, but it's you happening. guys like I'm a Celtics fan. I'm an unfortunate yeah. Wizards fan. Listen, I just I you guys is everybody that's not with Philly. It's Philly versus everybody at that point. <laughs> Now, I will say this is a great plug, though, to subscribe to the Triple Play Fantasy channel because if you do like basketball talk that these guys are talking about, we got you covered with basketball. We got you covered with baseball. Obviously, we have football. We even talk food, movies. We got it all. So make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit the bell so you don't miss any shows. Like the video. It's a great way to support the team. Um, but, yeah, so hopefully Joe's not crying next time we're we're on screen. But, but we got you covered for this offseason for fantasy football. Thank you all. Uh, Thanks, guys, and we'll see you guys for the next show. Peace.